Daily Reflections is an exciting opportunity to deepen our faith in Jesus and to allow the gospel message of the day to penetrate the very core of our being. My friends, I invite you to allow the Lord of life to guide you, to give you the courage to live as dynamic disciples. Let's offer this day to the way, the truth, and the life. Today we celebrate Monday of the fifth week of Lent. And we begin with Psalm 23. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. Together, even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. Together, even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. Our gospel for today is taken from John chapter 8, verse 1 to 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning, he arrived again in the temple area. And all the people started coming to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law... Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground, and in response they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. Why? To be judged and ridiculed. To be condemned but also to see what Jesus has to say. 
How did they know about this woman? This woman was caught in the act of adultery, as if she were spied on by people that were waiting for the moment to reveal her sin. We're not told who caught the woman, but we know they were spying. We often spy on each other in the same way, waiting for the other person to fail, to to fall into sin so we can get at them. Catching others in sin is a great way to escape our own sins. We can never set ourselves up as the moral superior of others. Well, nonetheless, the scribes and Pharisees bring her to Jesus. Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Now, if you notice, Jesus does not answer quickly. Jesus allowed the scribes and Pharisees to to take a moment to reflect and perhaps give them a chance to see themselves in the woman's adultery. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. Why don't we all right now take a look at the woman caught in adultery? And if you look hard enough, you will see yourself. You will see your own sin. If you look hard enough, you will see yourself thrown before the Lord and given what you deserve. In looking at her, you have now become the accused. Let's face it, we're all sinners, exactly like this woman. We are unfaithful to one another, unfaithful to the church, to our family, to our spouse, to our parents, to our children. We are unfaithful. We're all hypocrites. We're all sinners. Some might say Jesus was writing the sins of everyone present in the sand. So after this moment of reflection and after their constant nagging, Jesus looks up. All right. Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. I could just hear the stones dropping on the ground in shame and guilt. And after everyone departed, Jesus, the one true judge, the only one who can condemn, looks up. The Lord who gave us his body and blood, who died on the cross and rose from the dead. He does not say, I condemn you, or okay, they're all gone, now let's talk, what's wrong with you? Weren't you thinking? He does not say like Pilate, do you not know that I have the power to condemn you? Not a word of that. Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, no one, sir. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. My friends, today, I want you to recognize your own sin in you. 
Stop trying to catch everyone else. Remember how we would get after little ones for tattletaling? Well, as adults, we do the same thing. I'm reminded of Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 to 5. Stop judging, that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged. And the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye, while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eyes. Jesus did not throw a stone, but only gave healing and compassion and forgiveness. We must do the same in how we treat one another. I want to really put signs up in front of our church. I'd love to do this and just label it, no condemnation here. All are welcome. We must be a church open to receiving everyone, helping others rather than condemning others. By the way, let's not forget the very last line of our gospel. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Jesus did not ignore the sin in the adulterous woman. You and I are also given a challenge today to look at your own life, to go to confession, to sin no more. We do not have to hide in shame or, or sin any longer. Seek the mercy of God. Jesus invited her to live in a new way, to travel a new path. You know, earlier in John's gospel, Jesus said, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Lord's instinct is not to condemn, but to call us and empower us to take a path which will lead us to share in God's own life, both now in this earthly life and in eternity. I like a comment Pope Francis said, you could say to me, but the church is made up of sinners. We see them every day. And this is true. We are a church of sinners, he adds. And we sinners are called to let ourselves be transformed, renewed, sanctified by God. In the words of St. Paul to the Philippians, I continue my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. Let us make that our pursuit. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.